Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is and we love ABA Live Radio. All right, let's get into the first song for you. I have Amanda Marie with her new song, The One and Only. We'll be right back after this.
song the one and only by amanda marie on ava live radio please welcome her to the broadcast hi amanda how are you hi i'm good how are you i'm fine thank you it's great to have you here and you're in florida you're in florida too i love that (laughs) what's it like in orlando these days um well 70 80 degrees at all times Yeah, <laughs> pretty I much. Know, right? Does it get really yeah. hot in Orlando in the summer? Because we have the ocean breeze. It kind of helps a little bit. You know, I noticed. I won't. I've been here about ten years, and I grew up in Ohio. So mm-hmm. down here, it never really feels winter ever, like to me, because I'm used to snow. Yeah, it never and, does. <laughs> yeah. yeah so down right. here, it's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's never it's never winter here. I mean, we were just talking about it. We got like two days again this year. That's it. <laughs> and I'm still waiting. <laughs> like, is it coming back or what's going on? I remember two years ago, it was cold for like a month and I was so happy about it. <laughs> but now I, think it's I remember back. that too. Right? Two years ago, it was cold. And like 20 years ago, it was freezing. (laughs) We actually had a cold like Halloween and everything, but it just, I don't know, maybe global warming, it's just over for us now. Oh, (laughs) I watch a lot of those documentaries. Don't even get me started. (laughs) So you had a tremendous experience you were telling me about in the pre-interview where you got in a car accident and you actually died. Tell us about that. That must have been horrifying. Yes, I am. Okay, so I was a nursing student at the time, and I went to school that day, normal day. Um, On my way home, I got on the highway. There's tolls in Florida, not everywhere. To viewers that, you know, don't know about tolls, you have to pay. And so you slow down, you pay the toll, and then you keep driving. So about Mm -hmm. a mile out from the toll, um, this sports car gets in front of me, cuts me off, and I, you know, like I panicked and I overcompensated and turned the wheel too much. And my car started spinning and it spun <sighs> through the median onto the other side of the highway. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So I stopped spinning in the middle of the highway on the other side and the semi hit me head on at 70 miles <sighs> an hour. Oh my God. That's like one of those movies, you know, um, Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah, what do you so remember? What do you remember from that? Um, it's really interesting because I don't remember, I, I did sustain a pretty traumatic brain injury and yeah. that is like a whole nother story because I, I, I have always loved music, but I never really had the passion for music that I have now since the accident. And I mm-hmm. think it's because of the, you know, what happened to my brain, literally to my brain. So, um, oh, wow. it hit, I remember seeing, and I'll never forget the vivid picture of that truck coming straight for me and just thinking, there's absolutely nothing I could do. You know, I said, brace yourself. And then I told, I said my daughter's name to myself and my daughter's name. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, basically I just told myself, you know, hang on and hang on for your child. So that's all I could do. And then it's the car, it hit me 70 miles an hour. The car flipped twice, set on fire. They used the jaws of life to get me out. Yeah. I was all over the news, not in a good way. (laughs) It was something, but yeah. The one thing that I I can't believe it. I can't believe Aww. God bless you're here. You're here Thank and you're, you. you're not only here, but you're a big presence. You know, you, you were not done yet. <laughs> you were meant to sing. <laughs> no. That's what it was. They sent you back. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so I just so want to like tell people. That. Yeah. No that matter they can what get you through go anything. through. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what I want to inspire people to do with my music is, you know, you can get over anything and, Along with that, the, my boyfriend of 13 years left me three months after that accident. <gasps> wow. For another woman. Mm-hmm. What? So, oh yes, it's like a, like a soap opera, right? <laughs> like a telenueva or something. What do you call those? Telenueva? It's, no, like he'll get Spanish that back. Let me tell you, he'll get that back. That's the worst thing. <laughs> That's going to come yeah. right back. That's how karma works. The universe will spin that completely on him after 13 mm-hmm. years for sure. What do you yeah. think is what, what made you sing? I mean, do, you were interested. Were you interested? Did you play music before this? Did you sing before this? I sing, you know, since I was three years old, I have been singing and I, won a competition when I was 12 and it gave me the chance to sing at the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland. And Mm -hmm. that was fun. Um, I was on one of their radio stations there. And after that, you know, just life kind of took over and I kind of just faded from music. I I still loved it, but I, I didn't really pursue it anymore. And, um, after the accident, I prayed and prayed because I am a Uh, you know, I am a spiritual person. So I was praying, asking, you know, what should I do? What should I do? And I just woke up 3am one day and it came to me, you know, you should sing. And I was like, you know what, why not? (laughs) Because that's the easiest way to convey a story for me to convey love to, you know, help people through heartache and struggle and it is. There's something so incredibly satisfying when you complete a song. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's more than just telling a story. When you tell a story, you always feel like it's unfinished somehow. But when you sing, there's there's a a bit of a final, I don't know, like a final feeling, almost like the perfect swing, you know, it's just completed. And it's wrapped up in a really beautiful package. And even if you sing it again, you feel that finality when you finished, like ready for the next story. And I think that that's one of the things I love about it, too. Absolutely. I love the way you put that, like your final swing, like you put mm-hmm. all of your emotion on whatever topic it is. Cause that's how I approach every song is like, what do I want the audience to feel? Like, what do I want them walking away feeling, um, from this? And then you put like your whole heart into what you're trying to convey through the song. And you're absolutely right. When you're done, it's like a, well, I told that piece of me, it's like a piece of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, it is. But, you know, well, now that we're on this topic, you know that that's why it makes it so difficult to market your own music because you're so close to each piece and it's really Mm -hmm. difficult to put it out there and then stay with it. 
<laughs> as it hits people. <laughs> you know, it's like you're hand walking yeah. it from person to person in the beginning. And even down the road, as you grow, you know, you're going to take hopefully more, less knocks than you take compliments, but get you and you have, you've, you know, kind of fallen on the ears of the people that don't understand this music or like this kind of genre. Those are the ones that seem the loudest. How are you going to deal with that? Or how have you dealt with it so far? So far it's been, I make music for myself and the people that are open to hearing it. So if someone's not open to hearing it, then I don't really take that as a personal attack. I just take that as they just, it's just not their cup of tea. <laughs> and Good that's okay. You. Um, that's you know, a great I, way. And I am my worst, I'm my worst critic for sure. For Are sure. You? So <laughs> there's nothing that they can say that I haven't already said to myself. That's certain, <laughs> you know, certain. How do you decide when the song is finished? You know, have you ever felt like you didn't want to let it go? Do you wait two days? Do you, you know, do you just let it go? Or how do you decide? Actually, about uh, the song, The One and Only, it was composed by a really good friend of mine from Pakistan. He lives in Pakistan. And um, he wa- he composed the song and he asked me to sing it um, as kind of like a, a gesture because his friend who was supposed to sing it passed away. And, um, yeah, I love the song, but it is a little bit outside of what I would have written. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I was going back and forth, back and forth with the producer and the engineer, like, do this, do that, try this, try that (laughs) for like months, like two months. And finally they were like, no, (laughs) we're going to put it out. We're not touching it anymore. It was like they had to put their foot down and tell me that they weren't <laughs> doing any more to it. So, Isn't yeah, de- I definitely feel like it's never done. I would yeah, never have it done. Easily. Right? I know you can easily go yeah. back. <laughs> I feel that way all the yeah. time. What is the, what is the best advice that anybody has ever given you? Um, I had an A&R rep from um, a label tell me <clears throat> that he sees, you know, thousands and thousands of artists every week pretty much and um, they're all sending demos and asking for him to look at their stuff and he said what I want to tell you is that everybody is trying to be like someone else you know like you have an artist trying to be like Rihanna or you have an artist trying to be like Tori Kelly you need to try to be like you and that will make you stand out never try to be like someone else because you're always going to be second best to that person that you're trying to be. Um, and I just loved that because that's so true. And he gave me some comfort because I'm not very good at cover songs. I never have been very good at, at that. And I think that that's why is because I, I make it too much of my own that it's never, it's not theirs. You know, it doesn't really sound like them anymore. Cause I, you know, and it made me feel better when he said that, that, you know, just try to be you don't ever try to be another artist just because they have success. I agree. Um, I totally. Would. I mean, you have to, you have to find ways to define yourself today in the market. You know, you're not only looking for a niche market that's yours, that's already seeking something like you have, but you also have to define yourself within it. So there's like a little flipped coin, right? I mean, there's people out there that feel like, well, 
I should be the next Celine Dion because she's not making a lot of music or I should be the next, you know, this one or that one because they're starting to not make enough music. But then within that, you need to know that you have to make an impact in a much different way, even though that might be a niche that you're walking into. And that's a really fine line to walk. It's very, it's not, it's not easy because it's different for everyone, you know? It's kind of like a painter finding their road, you know, trying to do different styles. And then one day they just wake up and they're like, you know what? This is what fits. This is me. Changed my genre a couple of times before I decided. Yeah, I, I finally am making an EP right now, Country Rock. Are you? Which, yeah, and I'm so excited about it because this is like where I feel like I'm home, finally. I've tried all these oh, different genres. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. It'll be fun. You do have to do that. You know, that's not uncommon, especially with people who are writing their music. It's not always going to be really transparent for you in the beginning. You're going to have to kind of experiment and you should experiment and people should be on that journey with you as you go through it. You know, even if you see a lot of artists like, um, I always say Madonna because she's the one that, you know, lasted the longest and went through so many transitions. But if you look at where she began and then as she went along, she would come out with these collaborative albums. Like I remember the one being uh, at the beginning of like a DJ phase, she hired one of like the best EDM producers and they, they made this like outstanding EDM album. And it was before, right, before we kind of really knew what that was and, and were really in tune to it. It was kind of underground at that time. And it was completely different than, you know, Papa Don't Preach and that type of stuff. It was so different. And people were like, it's never going to go. But here she got the best guy in the industry to work with her on it. And that was like her thing. It was so made everybody so curious. She was able to reinvent herself each time just by having mm. the best people in the industry to work with and really challenging herself to see if she fit in that mold. Some people spend their whole life doing that, but that becomes their brand. You know what I mean? Right. That's super cool. I didn't even mm-hmm. know that about Madonna. She is Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. just, I love her. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> she's daring for sure, right? I use it as an example mm. because it's one of the ones that I can remember that has lasted the longest and has changed it up. So she's a great example of that, of how she kind of, you know, flowed. But she was always herself. Like, it always sounded like Madonna, but just with a different edge, something flowing. I don't think she ever went country, though. It's the only thing. I don't think she no, tried it. No, I don't it. think so. <laughs> I, don't, I think she stayed kind of in pop and flexed back and forth with different influences. <laughs> but Did you never know. Rock? I don't remember. Um, hmm. I would have to look. I know she did kind of like an island feel at one time. And then she did that uh, Don't Cry For Me Argentina. Remember, she did the whole, Mm -hmm. that whole series. I mean, there was a lot of things, a lot of things. I'm not sure. Somebody, I bet you somebody will tweet me if she did a rock song (laughs) or a rock-esque kind of feel. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I am in love with not heavy metal rock. That's not so much my style that I, I respect for it, but I wouldn't be singing it. But, um, I really, really love like the country rock sound. And oh, I when too. I heard somebody play yeah. that not long ago, I was like, that's, that's it. 
That's what so I've been cool, looking right? for this whole time. Right. Yeah, with the blues feel. I love that too. Well, I'm excited about the next album. When's it coming? I actually just hired a new producer and I'm so excited to work with him. Um, we're going to meet tomorrow and I don't have a release date yet. So I will definitely keep everybody posted on all social media sites and my website too. Oh, Amanda, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank this is going to be fun. I hope you keep taking us on your journey with you and, and make sure you check in on social media and let us know how it goes. Well, thank you so very much for having me. And I've, I'm just honored. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Amanda Marie on AVA Live Radio with her, the one and only, and her song, Amazing Story. I mean, I I have chills after that. It's, It's so true. You just never know in life. So you have to be careful and you have to live every single day because as you can see...